Hi, welcome to a special episode of Less Than Popular, uh, a podcast where we talk about, you know, small bands releases and stuff. Um, I'm Amber. I'm Cooper. And uh, today we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, we're not necessarily going to be talking about small bands exclusively today, but we're going to be doing a little end of the year wrap up episode where we're going to be talking about our albums of the year with um, each other and also like a bunch of other people that we have interviewed before, which I'm really excited about. Yes. But yeah, we're, we're going to, it's the, it's the end of 2019. What like big memory do you think you're going to take away from 2019? I know I'm popping That's... this on you. We didn't talk about this. What's up? Um, It was terrible. I have a lot of, not to be sad, bad memories of 2019. Aww. But the the best one is probably like a collection of like me meeting all these new people mm-hmm. and like getting closer with a bunch of new people. That's that's a good thing that happened. What about you? Me too. I moved in with some new roommates and at first I was apprehensive, but I've really grown closer to them and I'm I was not really a party person before I moved in here and now like I kind of am. Like I'm not like a raging partier, but like I have reason to go to social gatherings now, and so that's been nice. I'll probably remember all of those. Cute. I'm drinking rum and pineapple juice right now just to close the year out. Yeah, that's cute. I <sighs> wish I had that. Come over. I'll have his. I'll have his stinking water, like a loser. But anyway, would would you like to start talking about our personal albums of the year? Let's do it. Who wants to go first? You can go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, this album meant a lot to me when it came out, and also this artist just means a lot to me, and I'm always pumping it. Um, the album is Human by Dodie, and I love her so much, and I love all of her music, and I went, I saw her live in, uh, September, at the beginning of September, and I was just fucking sobbing the whole time, and her music isn't really, like, mosh music there's not really dancing to do so i was just kind of vibing with the crowd someone oh my god someone cut out like hundreds of little uh paper flowers and just like threw them into the audience some audience member just like threw them into the audience and people would put them over their uh phone like light things what do you call those flashlights their phone flashes and you know do the thing with phone flashes that people used to do with lighters and but it was like a bunch of different colors because of the colored paper. It was such a good concert. This is nothing about the album. The album's really low volume, low energy, and it's a lot about like trauma and like overcoming trauma. And I just really like it because that's sort of it hit me at a time where I was really overcoming a lot of trauma. And it's also just a bunch of good music. It's so good. Damn. Alternatively, mine is like so opposite. This is yeah. Um, my album of the my album of the year is a thousand gigs by a hundred gigs, and uh, very high energy. Okay, I don't need your opinion. I this just, is my time. I, I respect. I don't like uh, Dodie. I don't like Dodie. That's valid. I respect a hundred gigs. It's just like you talk about them so much, and I really don't under. But continue. I want to hear all about this album. So I think that the reason I like this album so much is, first of all, I was a little disappointed with the um, emo slash like rock in general releases this year. There were definitely some really good ones, but uh, the fact that my album of the year is a 
experimental pop one kind of took me by surprise because I, I don't really have a, a lot of history with that genre. But um, I really, really enjoyed this album, mostly because of the high energy that it brings to the table in a way that challenged my notions of genre and how music was supposed to sound so much that it, it, it really intrigued me. And, and not only did it challenge me, but it was also just like, like fun and like bangers like it wasn't um it was challenging in a way that still followed the conventions of mainstream music enough to where it was like a little bit easy to digest relatively speaking if that makes sense but um i really really enjoyed it uh i listened to it like all the goddamn time um and it's also uh just like been an album that kind of exposed me to other people in the genre like Sophie and uh, Dorian Electra and stuff like that. And I just like really, really, really love it. Really appreciate it. I love 100 Gex. They're my phone background right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love it a lot. Nice. I nice. I want to like, I tr- I make an active effort to like take an interest in my friend's interest, interests at 100 Gex is not one I can... I just... They're so different from what I listen to ever. Like, the closest I think I've come is Caro Caro Bonito, and that's nothing like 100 Gex. It's just the closest, like, touchstone I have. No, they're kind of related, though, yeah. I get get what you're saying. I think that uh, Stupid Horse, which has some Scott influences, and the thing that... the, The fact that I can say that about... A song of this album is already like pretty pretty cool but um i think that's maybe the closest that it, it'll come to pleasing you i think besides i think you said you liked ringtone i don't know but whatever no, i don't think i did <laughs> great album great album for me not hey, so that's great val- for hey that's valid this is a subjective yeah. podcast we don't actually and do you know any criticism else? on here because we're both amateurs we are this this episode is not all about us uh like i said before we're going to be bringing back a lot of people that we've interviewed before and also some new people we've got uh all the members of naf coming on this time around fuck yeah instead of just the instead of just sam and nate like we had last time i'm really excited for that um so yeah super exciting and we'll see you then i was gonna Um, all right, so first up, we have the entirety of NAF in the call right now. Uh, last time, we just had uh, Sam and Nate, but now we have everyone, and it's hey super guys. exciting. Hey, what's hey. up? Hey. Yo, party time. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, I'm Corinne. I play guitar. Hi, I'm Seb. I play guitar, and I sing vocals. Hi, I'm Sam. I play drums. <laughs> I'm Nate. I play bass, and I sing. Good job, guys. <laughs> We barely barely did it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so uh, in line with this episode, we're just going to go over everyone's album of the the year and why. Because I feel like 2019 was a pretty cool year for Definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Corinne, would you like to start us off? Sure. Uh, My album of the year is probably Deep the Baritone Sessions by Mark Letiri. He's the dude from oh. Snarky Puppy. Uh, he's one of the guitarists. Oh, oh okay. And he did. I'm actually gonna check that out. Yeah, he did an album that was all uh, riffs on a baritone guitar, and it's so <laughs> funky and nice. so good. It, it's so hard hitting. 
yeah Hell so yeah. that's probably my album of the year i that has been on my playlists pretty much all year since it came out oh yeah that's beautiful fire uh sam yes um well my album of the year <laughs> which i picked this morning is um <laughs> piano by joy again um I played, I opened for Joy again at UArts a couple months ago, and despite the, you know, the sound people who were, you know, students meeting our requirement, so, like, the sound is pretty bad, um, it, they were, like, amazing, and I checked out their record, like, immediately, and it's one of the, like, coolest, like, sonically, like, albums I've ever listened to, um, in general, because it's, like, it's got these the bones of like this kind of bedroom pop band that it started out as in the like their Joy Again EP and but then like they just add all these crazy like synths and like sampling shit and it's a really short record like you could go on a 15 minute drive and finish the record but it's it's very hard hitting as Corinne said but it's it's very it's very good Short records doesn't is it are some of my favorites because then you could just like listen to it over and over without that much shame. Yeah. So, <laughs> how about you, Sam? Oh, geez. Okay. Well, because I failed to see that having six people in a Discord call would be a highly disjointed mess, I I made a list of like my top twenty picks of twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna have to narrow this down a little bit. Um, a lot. <laughs> not I have like a whole segment dedicated to DIY bands and everything. Um How about you do like one of were. one of each? One yeah, of each segment. Alright, alright, cool, cool. I'll do that. Um non DIY uh it it was either Chan's self titled album or Somewhere City by Origami Angel, but oh, I yeah. I think Beautiful. I've gained more excitement over Somewhere City. <sighs> So I'm gonna have to go with that. Origami Angel really killed it this year. Like, so good. They oh, dropped, totally. They dropped like Holy Split and Gen Three and like Somewhere City came out and like it's just it's a masterpiece all the way through. Like, um, if I had to pick a favorite track, it would probably be Say Less. Um, yeah. Doctor Whom's is of course like the fucking the breakdown. <laughs> it's so insane. Uh, I talked to Ryland a bit. He said that, like, they started to employ, like, blast beats and panic chords and stuff when yes. they were, like, writing these songs, like, a year or two ago, which is kind of funny because that's, like, exactly when, like, me and my other band Khaki Cuffs started to employ blast beats and panic chords, and, <laughs> like, uh, we played a show together, like, a few weeks ago, and so that's, like, super duper sick because now I'm, like, kind of acquainted with this band that, like, I really look up to, and... Uh, maybe I'm playing favorites, but Origami Angel fucks, and Somewhere City also fucks. If I if I had to pick a DIY pick, I'm I'm gonna pick Whoa Just Take It Easy Man by Carly Cosgrove that because that insane. is such like that was so unexpectedly like perfect. They they recorded it in their basement or something like it's. I thought that it's it like it just sounds so good. Lucas Naylor like 100% knows what he's doing. He's so and, great. Like, Helen and Tyler are also, like, so talented and so cool, and they're fucking... I think the reason why this is my favorite DIY pick is because of their their release show at the Soda Bar in Philly, which had 176 people crammed into one basement just to see. There's There's a video on YouTube of their full set. Like, God, it's just so insane. You can see me and Sebastian... 
like like getting sucked into the mosh pit. It's so incredible. Fire marshals hate them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that was probably 100% illegal to have that many people crammed in one house, but it's whatever. That's that's DIY, baby. Baby. That's a DIY baby. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Nate? Um, let's see. It's it's pretty tough um, to narrow it down, uh, but I would have to say that probably uh, I'm, I'm really torn between two. Uh, one of which I've been listening to nonstop like the past like week and a half since I've like discovered it, and it's like become like one of my favorite releases of the year. But probably the album that I have listened to the most that came out this year that is like still on my like my radar constantly is um, Familiaris by Snooze, which is their latest album. Oh yes, yeah, they're from. Chicago. I knew you were gonna pick that. Oh, they're they're so good, and I actually I I got to like talk with them recently, and I'm hoping that eventually like I can get them a show in Delaware because that would be really kick ass. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, and then otherwise, just more locally, the one that I have been like really, really jamming out to is uh, Long Walk off of a short pier by Johnny Football Hero. Um, yeah, I also, yeah. Totally. I also talked to to James from like, Johnny Football Hero, and like it, it's a shame that like he had stuff going on in his life that like made promoting that release not great. But like it is such a phenomenal piece of music and like you can really tell that they put so much work into it and it's like just astounding that one's in my list of diy picks as well also just a fun little fact about carly cosgrove's ep um mm -hmm. i have been working on recording like music from my high school band as a posthumous uh release and i've been doing it with lucas naylor who is of Car carly cosgrove mm -hmm. And when I first started that, I was spending a lot of time at Lucas's house recording, and I was one of the very first people to get to hear the demos before those uh, those songs came nice. out. So nice. I knew, okay, flex. I knew months, flex. months in advance that they oh, were yeah. going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> but this is this is a good segue because Cooper and I were able to hear the Neff Family Gathering album cool. a little early too. Mm -hmm. um, Black you guys want to talk about that and maybe some other call the cops? Uh, we got releases. Em. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you guys want to talk a little bit about that and also maybe some other stuff that you guys have going on in your lives. Sure, yeah, to totally. Stuff. Who wants to take the reins? Uh, well, I spent the last four months um in a discussion with our um mixing engineer rich degnars yeah. so i've sat on this record for a long ass time um yeah we, we all have because we recorded this in summer of 2018 and like once college started like it just kind of got trapped in development hell which is kind of funny because we, we, the whole reason yeah. that we like really were trying so hard to finish the, like all the recording aspects of it in that summer was so that if things became hectic in college, we wouldn't have to worry about it. We dug it out of the earth, and and we actually re-recorded a lot of stuff. Sebastian yeah. <laughs> re-recorded all of his vocals, and we we tracked a lot more guitars. And um, yeah. I think like that extra year of like practice and also like reflection really helped make the album like what it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I think That's it's in great. it's I'm in its like purest form right now. Yeah, so I'm re I'm really proud of how it turned out. I think the only track on that record that I didn't redo vocals on is uh, "Lightning Shoes" because I was like, yeah, that the that, best song. Yeah, that encapsulates <laughs> like 
Th- those vocals kind of encapsulate a time in my life more than I uh, re-recording them would. So, like, also they're, like, pretty good vocals. I didn't feel the need to redo them. But, um... <laughs> um but one thing one thing i've been noticing as i've been you know re-listening and re-listening to the naf record is that it does sound like there's a year of separation between um recording part of it and recording the rest of it like yeah yeah in, within the guitar tone and like the uh um with the vocals as well a year at uarts um, actually, like, with my vocal coach gave my, like, voice a, a lot, like, a lot of more of a deeper, like, foundation. So, like, yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It just kind of, mm-hmm. I sound older. I don't know how yeah. it sounds to, like, the, like, outside perspective. Um, but from somebody who knows literally all of those songs in and out, uh, it's it is really interesting like you say I, I do feel like that there is a very like clear like kind of divide between the album and uh, for me anyway it's kind of interesting because I, I don't know exactly how you meant it and I'm trying to like visualize this in a non-visual medium uh, when I am terrible <laughs> at explaining things but like uh, when I hear uh, that the album like kind of half sounds like old NAF and half kind of sounds like like I guess new NAF uh is like I kind of imagine maybe half the song sound old and half the song sound new, but I kind of think of it split kind of like more vertically, so to say, if the other is yeah. horizontally. Whereas like each That's song does have like the old aspects of NAF and the new aspects of NAF. And for me personally, a lot of that comes in with the addition of new guitars. And I, mm. I personally know which ones are new and which one are not, again, because we know the songs like the back of our hands. But mm-hmm. I am curious to know, like, from an unbiased outside perspective, if that, like, really translates the same way. I think, personally, like, I was so taken, I guess maybe by surprise isn't the best word, but I was taken pretty by surprise by how different it sounded, because it did lean more towards, I think you guys described it as, like, jazz punk, mm-hmm. uh, than, like, EP1, yeah. that I didn't really find myself thinking like oh these are some parts from the from the quote-unquote old nef i kind of just more saw it as like a development and it's kind of like natural to maybe pick up on older stuff in that development because you're still growing from the same source you know Mm -hmm. so i feel like in general like from an outside perspective i didn't ever think oh it's a mix of old and new it was more like oh this is a development from the old you know yeah it's a very interesting perspective i think it's a wonderful way to put it uh if my interpretation like like nate and seb what you said like that's like a a, an amazing way to to put that like how we, we recorded a lot of the stuff a year ago before we were like more formally trained than we are now and like especially our music taste was a lot different a year ago but like we came back this year and added a lot more to it like how nate said it's the 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 divide in like old and new recordings on the same album is like more split vertically through all the songs it's like mm-hmm. there's there's like harmonies that were recorded this year for like bass vocal parts that were recorded last year so it's like 2019 sebastian singing with 2018 <laughs> nate there's like guitar licks harmonizing between years there's like takes split between like an entire year yeah it's amazing it's like it's like a marriage of old naf and new naf but not in genre in 
talent, you know? It's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of beautiful like that. Any other stuff you guys want to want to promote before we close out? I want to plug khaki cuffs like so hard. We we dropped um it's it's my more twinkle emo oriented also like scramsy influenced twinkle scrams yeah. twinkle scrams uh, twinkle daddy mongo core emo band um <laughs> we we dropped an ep i am nothing which we recorded in my house uh we dropped that in at like at the end of october um and during the summer we recorded our full length self-titled album which will be out like in march of 2020 Woo. and like i love i am nothing the ep so much but god the album is gonna be so fucking good there's <laughs> there's pig squeals on the album like god nice. i can't wait go corinne yeah uh so scrimshaw is the band that i was in before i was in NAF. uh at my old mm. school it got it got together uh it's kind of like uh it's it's similar to NAF in, in that it's informed by, like, some jazz harmony and things like that, but it's it leans more on, like, the funk prog side of things um, mm. than, oh like, God. the emo side of things. Um, and we, as of right now, like, we only have one, like, like, we have two demos out right now that we recorded at our old school <clears> that, <throat> like, we, we all sound like babies on because it was, like, <laughs> two years ago. And we actually just got finished the recording part of another EP that we're going to be releasing, hopefully by like, no, I'm not going to date it. Never mind. It's <laughs> going to come out at some point. <laughs> but yeah, so we have an EP coming out that's four tunes that are like, as soon as we walked out of the recording studio, we were like, oh my God, this is going to be so good. So, and we're still playing I'm shows so and everything. Hyped. And they're not, they're not like new songs we've been playing them for like a year but it's the first time we've gotten to record them so we're super excited to get that coming out so yeah that's that's coming out it's we we're still fighting over a name but i think it's going to be the gluten-free ep so (laughs) (laughs) can i plug something real quick before Sebastian, oh I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm um, sorry. It depends. All right, it better be quick. Right, it'll, be, it'll be really quick. Um, uh, okay, so seconds. it's two two things real quick. Um, oh god, I'm working on a, a a good bit of solo material under the uh, name El Nino and the Monsoons, and that's like a just gonna be like a, a LP of like weird solo shit. I'm gonna put out like eventually, probably in February, honestly. Nice. So I'm excited to show you all that. Along with that, um, me and my roommate are working on our project Lilac Wine that we started um, in like March. So we're going to probably put out a five or six song EP in the spring or summer. And yeah, thank you. Hey everybody! Um, so Think Machine, yeah. Thick Machine, so Think Machine, <laughs> Think Machine is a really interesting project for me because um, the Think Machine journey has been like something like eight or nine years. But what I would actually consider Think Machine is very recent. Really, our split and our latest release, I think, is like the first the first step of what Think Machine like really is and what it like is supposed to be. And, and to me, Think Machine is kind of just, like, a punk band that takes, like, elements of, like, math rock and, like, noise rock and stuff like that and kind of, like, culminates it into something, like, different. But, yeah, that, that's really, like, how I would describe Think Machine. And this album, we put a lot of work into. 
and it's kind of been our baby. So yeah, uh, yeah. that brings us to the end of this section, I guess. Yes. Right. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, think it's honestly. been crazy. Think, think Machine Yo. Record is one of my top five, I have to say. Um, yeah, I, I think you. all of what Nate said really holds up. It's it's a beautiful nice. piece. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank, Thank you for yeah. having us. Yeah, of course. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. See you yeah. around. Get ready for the Roaring Twenties, everyone. So, 20 minutes has passed for you, but for us, it's been a week. And here we are with Eric of Hospital Bracelet. I almost said Bospital Bracelet because of your Discord <laughs> name. Bospital Bracelet. That, yep, that's welcome, me. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to How be back. How has your New Year's been? It, we're recording this on New Year's Day. Uh, it was It was really, really nice. My drummer and I went out and got... Uh, marinated so I, I'm... marinated is a good one <laughs> i haven't heard that before yeah, uh, it, i stole good. it from the aristocats oh yeah that's pretty smart yeah i love it i i uh i i got really marinated uh slightly sauced um and i I've been a fan good time of, uh, zooted zooted is good i like i say zonkered a lot <laughs> i just say sauced i don't know any of these I, I'm pretty well, sure half of them I just them. say, and they sound stupid, and then I go, okay, that makes sense, and then I keep saying them. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm totally schmorfed right now. I am, <laughs> I am schmooning. Schmooning. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so let's do the podcast. Who's yeah. To say? yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so we are having people on to talk about their albums of the year. Naf got <gasps> one, because there are fucking, like, four. Nice. But... Since there's just the one of you, give me like top two or three. Well, I made a, I made a top ten list, <laughs> but I think Head Over Heels, my my favorite album of the year, was definitely Somewhere City. Nice. Uh, Gami absolutely slayed that. It's a technical masterpiece in and of itself if you're just thinking musically, but it's one of the most and only completely positive emo albums that I've really ever seen, and they did a wonderful job at conveying emotion um that isn't really common in the genre and i really really like it yeah i was actually listening to that in the shower this I morning love so much <laughs> uh we had um i think sam also named that as one of his albums of the year sam from nash nice uh i think it just had such like a great reception especially because of all the hype that like preceded it oh, with the yeah. energy and stuff that was insane totally awesome they did really, so good like, the way the they did such a great job. Lex, Dree, uh, Ryland, all of them are just like, they, they, well, Pat too, they all put so much effort into that and it was so obvious. And it's really cool to see because one of my other, like, at one of my EPs of the year is Magical and Magical and Somewhere City fed off each other so much when it was uh, mm -hmm. in promotion. So it was so cool to see both of them get so much out of that. This, uh, podcast episode is literally just like a origami angel jack off party and i think and it's fucking nice. hundred gex i think oh my god a hundred gex <laughs> yes i literally i wasn't it was the last i think it was when i was on your podcast last time that i said uh uh i just kept complimenting ryland and i was like oh god i hope he doesn't listen <laughs> yeah i think that was him. yeah there's a there's a i have a distinct memory of you saying in the podcast ryland like <laughs> It's funny because right. I recently found out that it's Haggy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh. I, 
I, I saw that too, and I was just like, yeah, but like, it's spelled he. It is. Whatever. <laughs> no disrespect. Reland but, um, he. Uh. <laughs> um, do you have any more that you want to sh- shout out? Oh, yeah. Um, I think Cosmic Thrill Seekers is definitely up there uh, because Cosmic Thrill Seekers was my album of the year before Summer City came along, and I thought it was going to be my album <laughs> of the year the entire year because Prince Daddy, but also. Uh, just some shout-outs. Uh, Another Truck Stop is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Better Oblivion Community Center self-titled is absolutely uh, wonderful, and that really influenced uh, a lot of hospital bracelet stuff just because Connor Oberst, you know? Mm-hmm. And It's Not Forever, Jail Socks. I've, I've been on a kick lately. I fucking love those guys. <laughs> Jail Socks is great. Jail Socks oh, everyone slaps. Everyone named is great. I, I, I think it was so hard to narrow down my album of the year list because it. I wanted to post like 40 different things and I could not. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, guess I'll do my friend's band and then one shout out to Grad Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grad Life is also great. Oh, I yeah. I they're going on. They're, they're going on tour. I'm going to see them. It's really exciting. They're gonna do, I, I'm so excited to see what they do in the future. I'm really thinking about driving up to Boston because sports is doing their last show with Graduating Life. And way back in oh, 2016, shit. I played with sports uh, before I even know, knew who sports was. Really about to go up go up to Boston just to see Graduating Life and sports play a show together. And Perspective, a lovely hand to hold. Oh, that's a sick-ass lineup. Right? It's fucking... <sighs> I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you for chatting with us. Yeah, thank this you for great. having me. Y'all are the shit. Yeah. So T minus three days as you're listening to this till uh, new hospital birthday. Uh, yeah, music. January seventh. I am super stoked. It's our single. Uh, it's gonna be a really good time. Uh, we're hoping that Spotify doesn't screw us over so we can post it to Spotify on the seventh too. But you might just have <laughs> yeah. to actually pay attention to our Bandcamp. <laughs> but it'll be up within. Yeah. Uh, it'll be up on the seventh, hopefully, and I'm so excited to see what people think because we put so much effort into this song. Sick. Uh, Keep okay. your ear to the ground for that. Heck yeah! And also, finally, hospital bracelets on tour. <gasps> yes, yes, we are. Uh, we leave um, on the eleventh, uh, and our first date is in Chicago Sweet. on What's the eighth. Happy early birthday! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, we're going all over the place. Uh, so if you want to come to any of those dates, uh, just look at the tour poster. Um, come to Snowchella in Ohio at Bowling Green at the Summit Shack at Howard's. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's all your favorite bands. Nice. Be Thank you. Exciting. Thank you, guys. And a happy new year. And happy. <laughs> Hello, we're here with Roddy from Nice once again. How's it going, Roddy? I'm chilling, hanging out. Early nice. morning we're in downtown up. St. Paul, hanging out. Nice. <laughs> up bright and early for this one. How are you, Amber? <laughs> uh, don't ask. <laughs> okay, let's just do the podcast then and not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, Roddy, we're having people on our podcast we've had on before to talk about their albums of the year since... 2019 has come to a close are there any albums in 2019 that stuck out to you um yeah yeah totally i was there's so much good shit that came out in 2019 um yeah for real i think my favorite was igor by tyler the creator i think that album like it's like it's a new one yeah it's 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 honestly like probably one of my favorite albums of the decade if like it like it's it's incredible the way he like 
use his voice as like and like and like use like pitch shifting and auto tune to like almost like make his voice an instrument and then also the way he brought in like fe- and used features but like it, he didn't bring in the features for like the clout on the song he like did yeah. it and like to like as uses instruments like the playboy cardi verse is is, is super sick and like oh totally like and like he doesn't he doesn't like like the song titles like don't say like featuring just because like it's not what it's about it, like the whole thing is sick the narrative is tight as fuck it's just a sick album i like igor too would you put it over flower boy because it's like your favorite of the decade yeah no i would definitely put it above flower boy i think i i love Ooh. flower boy tyler creator is probably my favorite artist but he and flower boy was incredible but just like i don't know i feel like there's like there's this level of creative control yeah. i think that he he used mm-hmm. in igor which i think is really cool because you see how far he's come as a producer mm-hmm. like even further than flower boy which i yeah. think was like really really awesome and it's just a, it's a really grimy record too and like the product like it's a lot more like serious and like like there's a lot i'm not necessarily like more serious than flower boy because that wasn't necessarily like a not serious album but like it's just like sadder i guess and it's just like yeah the narrative around it is just like continuing off of flower boy and just like it's it's so different and i think a lot of people like wanted like just flower boy too <laughs> but they didn't get that and i think it's dope yeah, I think that, like, Flower Boy was more, I don't know how else to describe it other than flowery mm-hmm. compared to Igor. <laughs> I think the album cover is, like, really kind of just, like, sets you up for what's to come because it's just him just, like, staring kind of deadpan mm-hmm. at you. And I think that's kind of, like, the vibe of Igor in general. I think it was really, really good album. Yeah, absolutely. It's really good. Other records that came out this year, like, the Mannequin Pussy album, Patience, is incredible. Like, just it, yeah. like if you ever if like like all these dumb emo bands out there like if you want to know how to write a sad song listen to drunk too like that is that is a sad song and it is like the, the best the best that sad songs will ever be is drunk too by mannequin pussy that shit is incredible zoo by denzel curry that's been on like repeat for me since it came out it's like some of the hardest shit he's ever put out like that song ricky just a hook it just it just hits somewhere city by origami angel is incredible yep We've heard that one a lot. Yeah, every every person we've had on so far has mentioned it. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. Yeah, that that it's it's just like like watching their progression over the last. I think I found out about them like when I was on tour on the way to Fest, like two two Fests ago, and like as as I got as we got closer to the East Coast, it was like I just heard more and more about Origami Angel, and I was just like, damn, I gotta check this band out. And like I think that was when like doing the most was was had like not just come out but like had within like the same cycle and like just like i just remember like listening to it like over and over again and being like this shit is incredible and then like just to watch where they've come from there is out of this world yeah it's pretty it's pretty distinctive totally even compared to like gen 3 which came out also in 2019 Mm -hmm. and it feels like a deck like a decade ago that they released it because even within that amount of time you can tell that there's like a progression Mm -hmm. But, like, each EP, I think, lines up so well to, like, end up at Summer City. Like, you can tell they took, like, all these parts and they've learned. Each EP they put out, mm-hmm. they learned something from it. And then it all came together in Summer City. I thought it was, like, really, really impressive. Especially, too, like, the hype that came before it with the air. Yeah. Stuff. The, uh, the, the, the so, yeah. So, like, when during that was, all was coming out, like, I was, like, talking with Lex from Chatterbot. And, like, she was, like, telling me, like, before it happened, like, well, this is what we're going to do. 
and like explaining the whole like website thing. It was like I didn't I didn't understand it at all. Like she was explaining it to me, and I was like, oh cool, but like did not comprehend at all what the fuck she was talking about. And then like as it kept coming and kept coming, I was like, this is fucking insane. It's just like like guerrilla marketing and like like that's DIY. Like like the fact they've been able to build this and like then like take over the internet themselves without the, without any money behind it. Without any, like, it, it's, it's fucking insane. I, I love that band, and I love what they've been able to do with just themselves. And just, like, yeah, Lex is a genius. They're all, Ryland and Pat are both geniuses. Yeah. They're great. Like, being in the Chatterbot Discord and, like, seeing everything, I couldn't come up with shit by myself. The only thing I came up with uh, for the ARG was that maybe Real Big Fish had to do with it. Huh. And Lex was, like, on Twitter, guys... No. <laughs> and, but like seeing it play out was so fun because wait, wait. every every time there was some headway, everyone got so happy. What did people and think? It, it just felt really cool. Why did people think Real Big Fish had something to do with it? Because Lex was really into Real Big Fish at the time. Okay. And posting like songs on her account okay. from Real Big Fish. And one of the numbers for the timestamps on the song uh, was the same as like a number used in the ARG. And I was uh, like, guys! <laughs> that's sick. Another album that was just like insane to me was Mover Shakers, Another Truck Stop. Like that album's incredible. <laughs> so stoked to tour with that band. They've been my favorite band for like years. I remember the first time I heard Michigania, I was like, this is incredible. And just like when I like first like met them, it was at like hard times in Minneapolis. Like we we, we, we both had shows that night, but it was like different shows. And then like we went and hung out and I met them at hard times. I was just like super starstruck. I was like, I can't believe I'm sitting here with fucking Mover Shaker. And I was super sick. We're like, we're like homies and shit, and like, I love, I love that shit. Uh, New Hell by Greed Death is incredible. Four of Arrows by Great Grandpa, Out of This World. It's another another one of those records that's just like an ethereal experience to listen to. It's just like, like, at, like astral project into whatever fucking dimension they wanted you to astral project into. I love that record. Um, Danny Brown's new album, you know what I'm saying, is so sick. I don't think it's his best record, but it's still sick because it's Danny Brown. Ginger by Brockhampton was incredible. Yes. I think that it's their best record. Ooh, let's hear this. Wow, that is bold. Okay. To me, to, oh, <laughs> let me, let me, let me defend myself. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Like, to me, it just feels like the most, like, mature and cohesive project they've put out. Like, I know, like, Saturation 1, 2, and 3 are fantastic. But I also thought Iridescence was better than Saturation and any of the Saturations. Oh my god! I, I, I just think they've been able to just like mature with their songwriting and the and like the things they talk about and like like the they're not even like Saturation three like they were like they did the whole like boy band thing but it was like still like a rap group type deal but like yeah. with like Iridescence and then Ginger it's like they've been able to they're like they like make like boy band music now and it's like. It's fucking sick. And I, I feel like they do it the best out of anyone who makes boy band music. And it's just really unique and, like, love that band. And I, I, I love Ginger. <laughs> Ginger is really good. Sugar is basically just a boy band song, which I think is really, really cool that they did, like, create something that mm -hmm. reminded me so much of the 90s, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> really impressive. Definitely mature. But I am going to have to uh, <laughs> kick you off my podcast <laughs> for... <laughs> For your opinion. I don't think, I, I think, like, the Saturation Trilogy is, like, fantastic, and, like, there's, like, almost, like, nothing wrong with it, like, 
Like, aside from Amir Van being on it, it's like, there's nothing wrong with that trilogy. Yeah. And like, but I just think they've been able to get better and better. But that's just my opinion. I know it's kind of like a, I'm in the minority there, but. <laughs> no, I know actually, like, quite a few people with, like, the same opinion as you. I respect it. Yeah. You know what? Word I'm going to use is respect, but not agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, Cosmic Thrill Seekers is obviously incredible. Just, like, how detailed it is and the attention to detail, like, with the lyrics and, like, bringing back themes and shit. Like, really sick record. Love that band. De- both DeBaby's records are fucking sick. Just tight as fuck. Like, I just love that he just, like, flexes hard. He's, he's he, just, he got arrested yesterday. <laughs> Get my man oh out my of, God. Get my man out of jail. He does not, he doesn't need to be in there. He robbed a promoter who robbed him. Like, it's fine. Right, he took $80 from a promoter who shorted him ten grand. Like, in my opinion, like, that promoter just owes him $9,920 now. <laughs> and he poured apple juice on him. Like, they act like, they, like he poured gasoline all over him. It's like, bro, it was apple juice. Are you going to cry about it? Do you want a hug? Like, Damn, I want some apple juice now. The baby's probably got like, some. Is that promoter in jail? Like, yeah, exactly. 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 Because at least now they know what the promoter did, if anything. So it's like, if they're going to arrest the baby, right, then they get the story. They can't just not arrest the promoter. Absolutely. I feel like the promoter, like, the, the headline should be about the promoter. And then, like, it's like, oh, yeah, the baby was also arrested, but it's chill. <laughs> <laughs> the baby was there. The baby was there. <laughs> But it's chill. He's cool as fuck, you know? Um, I think I gotta listen to him. I've heard a lot. It's a good thing. Yeah, I, I love him. I've loved him, like, I think I've, I found out about him when, like, he did the double XL freshman cypher, and, like, he just, he, like, had that line in that verse on that where he was like, the police pull me over with 55K in my pocket. They know I'm legit. And then he pulls $55,000 out of his pocket and just drops it on the ground. Damn. And it's just like, fuck yeah, that shit is so sick. <laughs> As far as, like, those are, like, full lengths, but, like, EPs, yeah. uh, like, Gen 3 by Gami is insane. Off the Goop by Commander Salamander is great. I didn't even realize that Gen 3 came out this year. Like, I did, yeah. but I didn't think about it. it. It it feels like it, like, like three years ago. Yeah. I, like, forgot that Off the Goop came out. <laughs> this has been a long one, y'all. This year. Yeah. This year. <laughs> do, you have, do you have more EPs, or are we gonna um, It's it? Not Forever by Jail Socks. Um, nice. Feet of Clay by Earl Sweatshirt. A lot of people, like, shit on that, and I get it, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I love Earl Sweatshirt, and I love, like, how weird he's gotten with every single release. It's, like, since, like, I was a huge Odd Future fan back in the day. Have been super into, like, Tyler the Creator and Earl Sweatshirt and, like, Left Brain and all those people, like, since Odd Future broke up and before Odd Future broke up. But, like, the Internet's another sick band that came from, came from Odd Future that's sick as fuck, but, like... Earl Sweatshirt is super underrated to me, and I, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's probably, it's definitely because he just makes, like, super weird-ass shit now, but, like, I really like Feet of Clay. Uh, Ghetto Baby by Kevin Abstract is sick. Oh, another full-length I forgot yeah. is the Short Fictions album. That record is incredible. I love that band, love the people in that band. Did you mean, uh, specifically Ghetto Baby, or, like, Arizona Baby as a whole? Oh, fuck it. Arizona Baby, not Ghetto Baby. The, the, <laughs> yeah, uh. Because Ghetto Baby was a thing, but, like, I didn't know if maybe you liked that, co- like, ha- half better than, like, the other half. Yeah, no, I li- I liked I liked it all. It, was, it That song, Peach, is, like, oh, so I feel good. like it's just, like, one of the best pop songs I've ever heard in my life. It's, it, that, the hook, like, I'll be, like, so good. 
So, 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 so good. Yeah, Kevin definitely brought out the big guns with that song, like Dominic Fike yeah. on that EP is so yeah. good. Oh, man. Yeah. Is anything else, or are we good? Um, I don't have anything on my list. I'm trying to think if there's anything, like, just off the top of my head that came out. Oh, the new Goalie Boys EP that came out just like like a week and a half, like a couple weeks ago. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Goalie Boys, but they're a band from Minneapolis and they're fucking incredible. We have heard of Goalie Boys. Actually. Hell yeah, they're 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 super sick. They've been our homies for like a minute. I'm like I believe in that band more than I believe in like any other band in the world. That band is incredible. I love the way Kathy writes songs. I love they all write they all write the songs now. But like I love Kathy's voice. I love the way they and they they've all like. None of them knew how to play their instruments before they started Goalie Boys. So they were, they were yeah. all, yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting it, way to start it, a yeah, band. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And now they're all really good. And like, they, they were, they were all just like hanging out a lot. And they were like, do you want to start a band? And they were like, sure. And then they all went out and bought shit. Or like, <laughs> oh got, like, I think Nadira got a drum set, drum set like gifted to them. It, the, 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 what they've been able to do since then is just like incredible. Like, with the, from their first EP to like their record that came out in 2018. And then, like, this new EP is just, like, incredible. I could, I could talk about Goalie Boys literally, like, for hours. They're my, they're, they're so cool. <laughs> well, you've given us an interesting laundry list of things to, to check out. It was, it was got a lot of homework to do now. But that brings us to the end of this, I think. Does Nice have anything coming up in the near future? Y'all go. I heard y'all are going on tour. Yeah, we're touring with Mover Shaker. Um, yeah, we're doing South by Southwest this year, March. I'm excited for that. Sweet. Um, but other than that, I keep I keep seeing like posters or like tour teasers that you put on your account, and I see Salt Lake City on there. Like, oh hell yeah! And I zoom in, and y'all aren't coming. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we. we it's I fine. think I live out in buttfuck nowhere. I think I think we might hit Utah this summer. Hell yeah! If, if I I don't quote me on that because I might be wrong, but yeah, like I feel like like when I sent Alex the route we wanted to do that uh. That Salt Lake was on there. Yes, <laughs> nice. But uh, finally, somebody. <laughs> but other than that, we we're just like working on our album and shit. Um, I think I just we started recording the other day. Yeah, cool. I'm re- I'm really stoked to to finish this record and put it out. I'm- we looking forward to that in 2020. Yep, should be out this summer. Nice, sweet. Well, it was good to speak to you again. I hope your 2019 was successful and your 2020 will be prosperous. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, y'all, too. (laughs) Well, uh, Well. ladies, gentlemen, and entities, we've come to the end of a great, great year. Such a good year it was, this one. (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) No, it was bad. In, in 2019, we had a lot of loves, a lot of laughs, a lot of hell. Mostly hell. Uh, a lot of music. A lot of music was uh, good. Shut up. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> we're going to see action. So much more. No, we're, action, thrills, heartbreak, more music, mostly, Adventure. because that's what this um, podcast is about. Yeah, we have a lot of cool plans, and I personally know of a lot of projects that are lined up for 2020 i'm very excited yes. about but uh that's a wrap on 2019 yeah. i guess huh thank you for listening to this silly podcast and thank you to that's all the like people who came around on. like six months old yeah now that we're now that we're done with this year we started it in the summertime yeah so and now it's cold we're moving up thank you to all the yeah people it's cold now who came on to talk about their music 
Thank you to all the people in the future who will come on to talk about our music. And thank you to God and Jesus. You said our music. We meant their music, but that's okay. Uh, also, thanks to everyone for sharing their albums of the year. It's, these people have taste. We chose good ones. But uh, that's the last episode, I guess, regarding 2019. Yeah, I was like, it's definitely so, uh, 2020 now. I don't know what you're about to say. Yeah, it's 2020 now. But, like, this is about 2019. Okay. Anyways. Um, I've, I've been Amber. I've been Cooper and will continue to be Cooper, hopefully. And, uh, we, you can find both of us on Twitter at LTPpod, and you can also email us at lessthanpopularpodcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined. You can, you know, talk to us, follow us, re- recommend us music to check out, Send us et cetera, et cetera. funny videos of animals. Yeah, you can do that. I'm down with that. <laughs> so, uh. But yeah, thank you for listening. Good night. Goodbye.